We're here, I think. That had me. Only times I think I've also arrived. Whew. I'm a little too high for this. <laughs> Man, I think I may be a little bit too high for it too, sis. But we got we gonna have to we're gonna have to go with God. Um we have to go to God. Uh welcome to another episode of Reality the Podcast, um, where and I'm just trash. I can't. I look. I'm so high. I don't even know how I got this way. I don't don't know. Like I was fine, and then once I finally got everything set up and like sat down, cat chilling, and then yeah, next thing I heard was the kimbutungus that you hear in the waiting room when you know it's getting ready to go down. Jesus Christ. I don't know what happened. It was, but you know, I already you know. know uh, <laughs> it wasn't bad. Okay. I could, it, it wasn't bad. <laughs> it's actually coming along. It's, it's working. Things are happening. Um, okay. Yeah. That's that's your story. You a, long, a very long sleep, very long. That's your story. You sticking to it? Yeah, all. Right. It's you know. So yesterday, um, I I, I had to say when I was with him too because I we we totally take advantage of living where we. So one of my friends came in town um, with his fiance and his friend, and they went to one of those house concerts out here in Chicago for all of our people that are, you know, our broke best friends and shit. Chicago's one of the homes of house music. So they came here for a house music thing, and they was like, "Hey, show us around." And on 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 yesterday, Labor Day, I, I completely take advantage of living in Chicago because. We went on this architectural tour, uh, vote tour. And I was like, damn. Oh, I love that. Huh? I love that architectural vote tour. They go up the Chicago River. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was it was so dope because it was like I've seen these buildings, but it's usually me trying to hurry up and get past them so I can go home. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties. It's raining. Um, yeah, the architectural tour was really cool. And then we finally, get, I got to take them to Boys Town. We did all of the food, you know, the Harold's, and which the great debate for me as a West Sider was: Do I take them to Harold's or do I take them to Uncle Remus? I feel like Harold's is more properly known. Yeah, that yeah, that's the that's um, where I would have took them. I but just, see the one on eighty seven thing then no more. He got a food truck somewhere like up the street, but I, 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 I don't know where like, it is. So I just went to the one. I went to the one on um seventy ninth and uh Stony Island. No, not Stony. That's seventy ninth and Cottage Grove. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, okay, we'll forget it. And I was one over here. And since hey, you want to see the hood? I'm gonna take you on the nine. We are gonna get this chicken, and we gonna get the fuck away from around here. But 
again because it was the holidays and because of the propaganda and all that other stuff. Uh, you know, it, 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 the niggas wasn't really out. Oh, you know what we went to? I, we went to the Gallagher house. You know that show, Shameless. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's filmed in Chicago. And the house is literally <laughs> right over there off of Kemper Holman in 16th, over there by Mount Sinai. It's literally around the corner from Mount Sinai. Uh-huh. But it was really cool. Was like, the man is really nice. Like, they actually live in that house. And, you know, he, he keeps the property well-maintained. And he's like, oh, you can take pictures all you want to. Just leave a donation for the house. And But he's there. He's nice. He'll have a whole conversation with you. It was... Re- I forget that there are so many things in Chicago that when people come and you have to show them around, you kind of forget. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. It's a, really a big little city. Mm-hmm. Because we, we went everywhere from Boys Town. We went to Boys Town for so. I don't even know how it happened, but I didn't pay for nothing in Boys Town. I had on a sweatshirt, too. And some leggings. And I still didn't pay for drinks in Boys Town, but that's neither here nor there. But I think that's because I'm a fruit fly. That that neither here nor there. Huh. Uh, <laughs> we went to Boys Town. Wrong with that. We went to Boys Town. We went to 79th Street. Uh, of course, we was, we went downtown, so we did the architectural tour. We went to Navy Pier. Uh... The only place we didn't get to go to was Portillo's, which I don't know why they thought Portillo's was a sit-down restaurant. I was like, who told you that? Uh, um, you can. You can sit down, but it ain't... Because she was like, she was like, should we make a reservation? I was like, where? <laughs> For the drive-thru, my nigga? <laughs> For drive-thru? So you want to hit up DoorDash, is what you're saying. <laughs> Dude, that's the only reservation. I know you're going to get up No, girl. Uh, Who told you these things? They told me to get free hand out I do. I want to go to California. I want to go, and I want to go to Snoop's dispensary, and I want to try the Purple Urkel. Well, I got a proposition for you. Uh, we'll, we'll talk after this. You know, this thing that we do. Uh, got any church announcements for us? Oh, yeah. You know, it's been a sad week. Yeah, a man. sad week out here. Mr. Little Uzi Vert, his multi-million dollar pink forehead diamond was ripped out of his face by a fan and rolling out. Apparently, this diamond is worth so much. It's worth by itself more than all of his cars, his Bugatti, and his house combined. And somebody snatched it out his face. Okay, so here's my comment. And now this is a no shade comment. Our king or queen that got that grip on that shit. God bless you. In your God bless ministry. you. And God bless you in your ministry because I did the same thing. Listen, I, first off, if you, uh, while I understand body modification and, you know, doing things to make yourself look prettier, that doesn't give you the right to turn yourself into a fucking Power Ranger, my nigga. Like, I, I just <clears> feel like 
we, mm. you know, we, we have gone too far with placing jewelry in your forehead. Now I can see if, you know what I'm saying, you got it like pierced or some shit like that. And even that I'd be a bit weary because, you know, well, maybe not for him because he probably get Botox. But what I'm saying is when you place one of Thanos' fucking uh, 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 stones in your fucking forehead, you come around motherfuckers like me you better know and understand. I'm going to do everything in my can to snatch that bitch from your ass. I'm going to be just like old girl was on Kill Bill. When she snatched River Gay eyeball out, I'm going to be just like that. And it's going to be a straight hit and run. I ain't, I ain't going to wait for you to call the popo. Call the popo. I'm going to be lost in the crowd. So I God bless that person in their ministry. I hope that you succeed and prosper if you can even turn that motherfucker in, which I doubt. I don't know. I'm okay. gonna tell you something. It might not. I mean, he need to really go and like sue whoever implanted it because they clearly didn't do a good job of securing the motherfucker. Because somebody was able to just walk up on you and go Whoop, and run. Wait. <laughs> I bet it left like a crater. Like right in the center of his fucking forehead. Oh shit! Can you get to the next topic? <laughs> oh god! So everybody mad at Kanye because all these rappers keep coming out talking about the, the features that they did on his album, and he cut one of the most amazing verses that I have ever heard from Andre Three Thousand, and I, I, I'm just done. Like I was already done with the simple motherfucker. And then y'all kept trying to hold on. He mentally ill. His mama died. Now, Andre 3000. Fuck you, Kanye West. You cut a feature from the legendary Andre 3000. Of we ain't heard from Andre in a decade. Come on now. Get your life together. Yeah, I've been Kanye been out of my church. I and listen, I've been a bond of his ass, so I don't even know why we still talk about him. But you cut him off, but we talk really talking about Andre 3000 and the likelihood of that, yes. More importantly, that part. But Andre said, you know, he's humbled to have even been a part of the project and that he's hoping to do collabs with like Kendrick and you know, the conscious rapper. I, I can't wait. Yeah, oh y'all. God. If he yes. cuts, if he cuts a fucking record with fucking um Kendrick Lamar, my holy hell, it will be all I listen to. It will be all I listen to. <laughs> I'm probably gonna listen to it for like a year. It's gonna be redundant and stupid. Oh my god, I can't wait for that. <laughs> Sorry. Andre 3000 is such a legend. Why would the fuck would you cut a legend? I could and you probably did some bullshit and put fucking Justin Bieber on there. Oh, oh not Bieber. Oh god, please stop Bieber. I've never listened to a Justin Bieber song from start to finish ever in my life. If I even hear him on the radio, I just click on over to the next channel. Don't like the sound of his voice. It, it, baby, it's like nails. Baby, baby, oh, <laughs> baby. It's like nails from a chalkboard. 
he got a he got a um he he released a song this year, Peaches, and like talks about the girls in Atlanta and all this little. That's probably the one one of the very few songs that I that are palatable from Justin Bieber for me, mostly because that he has a lot of features on it, so I just don't hear him, which is great for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm cool. Oh man! So the last piece, a little little church announcement. This one is saying, we lost a number of people this weekend due to overdoses with this heroin that's been cut with the fentanyl. Uh, oh, that's how he passed away? Yes. Yes. Damn, Omar. But not only him, There was a, in L.A., there was, I guess, a most of comedians. They went out, yes, they did a show, they went back, they hit that heron, and Fuquan Johnson and his mm. friends, Enrico, he, I guess, Colangeli and Natalie Williamson, they all died. Wow. There's another person who was with them who is um, in critical condition. Wow. And then like the very next day, Michael K. Williams passes of a drug overdose. They're saying there was paraphernalia. And you know, the thing about Omar, I keep calling him Omar because that was- That's how you know Everybody knows him as Omar from The Wire. Um, he that was really his breakout role. Like he's done tons of things. He's done an SVU. He's done movies. He's done, the, but everybody know him as Omar from The Wire. But we knew going into this though that that role that he played was it had some very a little too good, a little too good. Uh, qualities that he had dealt with in his life. He had done those things before. And if you if you never seen The Wire, well... I, Omar was crackhead. Uh, yeah. But nobody fucked with him because of who he was. But he was big time crackhead. And he... I, first off, he's one of the best to do it, though. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, hold, it. I ain't gonna hold you. He's had a problem with it for years. I, it's quite obvious. It was quite obvious, you know, when we learned the past. When we learned the past, so I was like, "Well, just I hope it ain't no fucking overdose." Jesus, that's sad though. That is fucking sad. I hope they figure out what the fuck. Y'all gotta stop selling these drugs, man. Like I know it's a lucrative business, but goddamn. Y'all motherfuckers taking out some of the fucking grains, and you could just fucking chill, bro. There's other ways look, to make money. Uh, Get your people look, feel on or something. Look, y'all. They is putting this fentanyl in this here heroin crack to kill y'all. I was driving to work the other day, mm-hmm. and did you not corner of Campbell and fucking Chicago Avenue is three crackheads. Dead on their feet. Damn. 
they I just kind of collapsed into each other. Jesus. Dead. Jesus. I saw one the other day. I was on Laramie and uh, Laramie and uh, Lake Street. And this motherfucker, when I tell you, he, you remember that old Aaliyah dance where they like, uh, they it was like a slow motion thing when they went all the No, it wasn't Aaliyah, it was Sierra. And it was like slow motion. He was kind of going all, they kind of leaned all the way back, but they, they body contorted like a C. And it was like, it was Aaliyah. It wasn't a, song, a video. That's how she walked in that movie, the Queen of the Damned. Yeah, so it was Aaliyah. Okay, I'm sorry. I just got through listening to somebody too. So that's why I was like, damn, that missed me and Leo on my brain. But okay, I was right. Thanks. It was uh, me trying to learn the dance to that music video that uh, I realized uh, I can't dance. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't figure that shit out. <laughs> I can't figure. I. I was. I. Mm, nope. I just that wasn't for me. That and trying to do the Andre three thousand. Hey, y'all dance. I oh. knew. <laughs> I cannot dance. Mm, that's, that's all I knew. No, ma'am, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, you think you got it? Oh, you think you got it? Got it. Well, on that note, let's get to the bullshit. Um, we're gonna do a rapid fire. We're gonna do a rapid fire to Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. So Atlanta is season ten, episode ten for better or for worse, and Love and Hip Hop Miami is season four, episode three, thicker than water. Um, we'll start off with Atlanta. So there was basically mm, two or three storylines in this. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, Safari as first because I feel like that one is all three. Uh, to me, there were two storylines that stuck out for me, but this one was this one pissed me off, and I don't want to end on the pissed off note. So I, let's talk about okay. Safari and Mena. Um, so you know they just their house just got broken into. This nigga still ain't came back. So then, um, Bambi got the, uh, what is that beautiful girl's name? Uh, uh, they got Sapphire. She has Sapphire. She's babysitting, and so it, so she called Mena. Mena in the hospital. She's two centimeters dilated. She too. She not that far along for her to be induced. So if she dilates even anymore, they won't release her. But Safari is saying back yet. And, you know, she said fucking and filed for the divorce papers. And, you know, she was in a confessional and she was saying, you know, I I, I never thought I'd be going through a divorce while having a kid and going through complications and, you know, him not being here. And, you know, I never thought that the day I would see this particular day. You know, my, my daughter won't have a, a a father to, like, to show her. Like it was, it was bad. She won't. Like Safari is like an immature turd. I just, I'm so disappointed. Cause I was such a fan. But not now. Ah, man, that's a. Girl, God bless you. You did better than having babies with Richie D. Okay. Good. 
Hell, Tita Gons. <laughs> They'd have been better baby daddies than this clown. Because this is... You know, I think we expected more out of Safari because we like him so much because he's given us some great fucking moments on TV. There ain't nobody gonna tell me y'all still don't use that meme with Safari be eating that chicken at that table where they be throwing around that goddamn waist trainer. That chick Look, was I'm gonna still use that meme, but... Because that's just part of my meme communication. Can't, that's like taking out that picture of uh uh what's a not RuPaul's Drag Race um Mr J when he cut <laughs> I can't take that out y'all better go somewhere because you immediately know what I'm talking about if I cut it when you see Mr J memes or when you see the Jasmine Masters meme and uh, <laughs> we all know what it means girl girl. You could have not. Why you do that? Oh my god! All of them memes, or the Homer yeah. Simpson meme when he this is <laughs> the shrubs. It's not you don't you know how many times I done disappeared to the shrubs, old motherfucker? <laughs> At least four times a week. I could never take that out. So like, I'm not taking Safari getting a chicken because that sends a very clear message. Very clear. And I don't always feel like sending the one with the dude. Chowing down on popcorn, or the other dude, uh, or, or Mimi eating that burrito in the confessional. That's not coming out either. <laughs> now she had teased that at the end ever. of this season, there's gonna be a little, con- little confusion. And it's gonna be because she wasn't being honest, but we haven't seen Mimi yet. Oh, but she coming. But she coming, y'all. And rumor has it that her and Scott was. Spot it out being a little cozy in, in the situation. I hope they get back together. I like them as a couple. Me too. Me I like Sky. She has this kind of magneticness to her that make you want to consider, like, reconsider your sexuality a time or two. Fair. Fair. Yeah. She's a little crazy. Um, I so- know. These two stories are kind of wrapped up into one, but I'm gonna try to get there quickly. Um, so let's talk in DC's and Miss Judy and Andy and Mama D. Mama D. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, um, if you guys remember, Mama D, Miss Judy came with a bomb. Miss Judy came. Miss Judy was talking to Mama D and told Miss Ju- and Miss Judy told Mama D that. Um, and DC's and, Mar- and Yandy's marriage is fake. So, Mama D got there a little bit earlier so she could spill this bone. She can drop this bone. You know what I'm saying? She has turned into our president. <laughs> Who was our resident high school that? Okay, Sheree. Mama D is turned into Sheree. Ray, you in trouble because Mama, Mama D, D trying to be the bone collector. She's so, coming for the baby. So, you remember last yeah. week she carried that bone all the way to Dubai? And then Miss Judy got. And then Miss Judy was sweating. <laughs> Her face was glistening, <laughs> and she had to come bring that ball. <laughs> she ain't give a fuck how you felt about it. <laughs> okay. I love so, Mama D. Man, Mama D is awesome. 
Mama D made this episode interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Because if it wasn't for Mama D, this shit, nothing this shit would have happened. So Mama D, so so since Mama D didn't spill the beans, when in this particular in this week's episode, when Miss Judy show up and they like, nah, bro, you coming with the you telling everybody, you know what I'm saying, that our marriage is fake. To which Judy turned around and start this fake crying bullshit. It cuts him in DC's. Wait, it, it cuts him in DC's in the confessional. And he says the best shout out I could ever fucking think to give anybody. Oh, she don't want to see him get no tears. What is she This says you ain't even got no tears. You're not even crying. Like, and then she goes, but I'm still hurt. <laughs> She keeps doing it. And she was like, I did it because I know you ended like the crown. I know she could cry on you, so I wanted to be that. Miss <laughs> Judy. And this petty shit is fucking ridiculous. So, after they just put everything on the table right the very next day, Mama D and Miss Judy, they sit down and they, 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 they talk to each other. So, Mama D's saying to her, hey, yo, yeah, I did tell them, but you know, you did tell me, so what the fuck? I just wanted to confirm whether it was true or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what Mama D said. And Miss Judy was like, but I didn't tell you that. You run back to them when he say, she say? No, you know, he say, she say, said Mama D. You told me. <laughs> I don't know what... Three ain't one They have them both on camera. Yeah, I told you it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you a fact, but you didn't have to go. You can't even deny it. <laughs> oh God! We had to go and tell my son that shit. Then she uninvited <laughs> her to the wedding. You best not come. Oh, you ain't even got the address yet. <laughs> you better hush up. You might have to be up plus one. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But then, so then after that. Because the Yandy and Mendeecee are talking about if he should invite <laughs> Miss Judy to the fucking wedding, girl. So <laughs> Mendeecee's like, look, <laughs> I ain't gonna tell the bitch the address. I ain't with this bullshit. And then he has, ends up having this talk with Mama Dean and, and Jonathan. And mm-hmm. they're like, look, you only got one mama. Like, did she fuck up? Yeah, but you gonna be mad as fuck. You got married in Dubai, and you ain't got no pictures with your mama in them. Come on now, bro. Like for real. When and, Jonathan said that, I was like, "Damn, come on, come <laughs> on." Because it was Jonathan that convinced me. I don't know if it was necessarily Mama D. It was Jonathan. Mama D. Mama D didn't have to carry that. She did not have to carry that fucking bone. She did. Nah. It is what it is. We, you know, mom need to do those kind of things. So it's not that, you know, shocking that she did it. We know Mama D do shit like this. But but Yandy has already said on TV that the marriage wasn't I won't say fake, but legal. They have wills together. They have they got they paperwork have, on each got, other. They got paperwork on each other. They're just not civilly legally married. married. Legally married because he has to pay restitution and if they marry each other his restitution is her restitution is by, and vice versa. She doesn't want to carry that bag. He understands. Because he owes like four million dollars. Yes. So if he if they get married 
they are automatically <laughs> broke. She has to not be married to him. Legally, she cannot marry him. Because so, if she do, then they both be broke. They have a living will. There's trust for the children. She's his power attorney. He's her power attorney. Like they're legally everything that married people would be, they just file single on their taxes. Basically. So that wasn't even no bone to, But to me, that wasn't even no bone to carry because we all knew that already. Like you said, right. Andy's been saying this for years. They play it on VH1 all the time that they're not mm-hmm. married. We know this. So this wasn't even no bone to carry. Judy, you made this fucking, you made this bed, and you had the lion, and you chose to push that shit off on Mama D. No, this was something that everybody knew already. You didn't have to say that shit. But the way she said it, you're making it seem not like you're telling an old thing. You was making it sound like they married for TV. Like their relationship is fake. And you his mama. That was low. That was low. Ms. Judy, I, I like Miss Judy, but she ain't changing. She, she just... Miss Judy much. reminds me a lot of a person that I don't fuck with. <laughs> for that very reason. For that bullshit right there. Miss Judy... She'll throw stones and hide her hands. And that shit is irritating to watch. And I like Miss Judy. Don't get it twisted. I really do. But she loved to throw stones and hide her hands. You threw a stone to Mama D of all people to tell to throw a stone at. And you thought Mama D of all people wasn't gonna spill that tea? Mm. What did you think was gonna happen? Did I cover everything? That's pretty much everything. Well, Yandy's dress was beautiful. Shout out to whoever made that Oh, dress. my God. It was. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Um, but That's all I had, really. For Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh, Love and Hip Hop Miami. Uh, so I had a model and her mom and this man. I also had um, Nori and Ray cooking for their wives. (laughs) And um, the young lady and uh, the young man who they just had the miscarriage and she had an anxiety attack and he just kind of looked at her like she was crazy. And the other young lady that's been married to her husband for 13 years. But he fucking other bitches. Hmm. Hmm. I don't get it. That girl looks beautiful. So she is um a world famous like a uh, 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 I believe Cuban artist. Um and well, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Um she's beautiful. She's a gorgeous girl. Um, she said three babies by this man. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and uh, she had her um, glam shop that she's about to open with her sister, 
and um, she's telling her sister, you know, some things ain't really right. You know, uh, he's spending more time. You don't know. And her sister like, hey, yo, I ain't really want to tell you this, but since you brought it up, here you go. Uh, he just spoke with my homegirl the other day. So... And she like, a word? She like, yeah, you ain't been going through his phone. <laughs> if I gotta go through your phone, it's dead. Pretty much I don't dead. want to mm-hmm. be with your ass if I got to go through your phone, bro. That's a deal breaker for me. Cause I ain't trying to keep no nigga that don't want to be kept, baby. Be free. Fantasia it's done told y'all that shit a long time ago. If you don't want me, don't, then don't talk to me. me. Go, Go ahead and free yourself. If you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Go ahead to someone else. Why are you tying this girl down? She got three kids by your ass, and all three of them boys is cute. Oh, aren't they little kings? And it's mostly because of her. That's because she pretty. And like you sitting here and you telling me this like amazing story. I love at first sight. And then you out here just wow. No discretion. I would be surprised if it came out later on this season that he got he got babies with somebody else. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh Ray and Nori tried to cook for their wives. That shit was funny. Cause Nori finna the house. Shout out to Ray J for finagling his way onto another love and hip hop. Okay. Scene. I said all there's no reason for Ray J to be there. None. Not at all. Not at all. And I ain't mad at it because he brought Princess with him. And Princess gets to get a bag. And I want Princess to get back. So that's the thing. I'm all right with that. They didn't never burn up the kitchen. We'll get to what the fuck they do next episode. But I can tell you from the trailer from that for next week, they call up um Uncle Trick to come help him out. Look, that wasn't a bad idea. Good Trick call. Can't cook. Good call. Cause anytime a nigga bring his motherfucking um his uh deep fry with him and put it in the bathroom in his motherfucking hotel room, that nigga and deep fry a pork chop like, for breakfast. Yeah, and then you, you look for when, when they panned around. You got Trick Daddy, Trick Daddy's son, Joy Trina, and they all in the hotel room eating these poke shops. They know that Fry is in that bathroom. They gave zero fucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, guess what? I know Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy can oh. That motherfucker can throw down. Don't, last, season don't Miami, last season on Miami when they were showing him at his restaurant, I thought to myself, the next time we go to Miami, girl, we got to go on ahead and ride down on the strip off. Hey, you know goddamn well we going to Chick Daddy to get us a fried rib. I need a um fried catfish and um for collard greens because I know Trick got collard greens there. And yeah. I need a, and I need a scoop of them macaroni and cheese and give me a little bit of them candy yams on the side on the side because I know Trick got candy yams on the side. I'm sure he does too. So, <laughs> you know what I need though? I know it's just because it's, you know, we come September and when September happens, I feel fall, even though fall ain't quite here yet. That's how I feel. Because I feel like that's how I feel, right? I want a piece of sweet potato pie. No shade. Bad. You know, first off, Trick putting his motherfucking foot in some damn sweet potato pie. 
Let's keep it a buck. Uncle, Uncle Trick putting that shit. I'm telling you, he can fuck up a sweet potato pie. You know what I, I want the whole Trick pie. Really I don't want no slice. I want a whole pie. I want Uncle Trick to make me a key lime. <gasps> and that, my friends, is another episode of Reality the Podcast. Uh, I was mad at Vic last week when he was saying that he had these hoes out here diddling in his booty hole. But when I thought about the spread that we just named and the deliciousness, I I still can't do it. I still can't. But if you can, God bless you. But if you can, don't have any shit. Look. He don't, he ain't gonna stay with you. Yeah. But he ain't gonna leave you either. Just ask Joy. They still there. Today. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Who else? Who else? Uh Ace Hood and his wife. She just had that miscarriage. And to be honest with you, I feel like his mother is very condescending to her, but I digress. Um she had an anxiety attack the day before they filmed, the night before they filmed, and he was just very void of contact with her. And he was trying to explain to her, "Hey, you know, um, that's just kind of the way we were raised. We were try, we were raised to have the emotion, but not like let that emotion ride." Right. And so she ends up having this conversation with her mom, and she's like, "Listen." I had anxiety attacks the other day, but I wanted to bring you out here because I understand that sometimes when I have my attacks and things of that nature, that that does kind of stem from childhood things because you a white woman trying to raise a black girl. There are times I felt like, you know, you didn't want me there. There were times I, you know, I just couldn't really figure it out. And I just, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm with you today to tell you that I apologize because. You know, I just know that there's no. I, I you didn't have a rule book on how to raise a black woman as a white as a white woman. I how the hell you was gonna do that? Listen, that that young lady. I I don't know why they got her on the show. I don't really know who she is, but I yeah. like her because of her vulnerability. She is this this innate calm. That's Ace's wife. Yeah, that's Ace's wife. But I believe she's social media. Something, 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 too. I don't remember. Sorry, y'all. I got to turn this air conditioner back on. Girl, I told you to. I can't (laughs) hear it. (laughs) And even if I did, I'm not going to be hot. Y'all done heard a fan in the back of this (coughs) podcast every single episode. Every. 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 I sleep with, I don't know how to sit with a fan. I got special ass. It be on, but don't I can't feel that on my skin. So I feel hot even when I'm not. So I, I just, she, she 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 tugs at my heartstrings because I, yeah, the way she words things too makes me kind of go like, damn, she's such a good person. It's so poetic. <laughs> yeah. I, I stand a good, strong black girl. Shout out to her. Uh, who else? What else did I have? What else did I have? Was, uh, the, oh, and Amada. Oh, God. Amada. I just want to take that and shake her by her shoulder. Girl. So they're still in the Dominican Republic. And 
um, Amada is having still having this conversation with her her mom, and she's like, "Listen, I want to stay here. I want to go to the family, yada yada yada." And her mom was like, "Uh, you know, all right, sis." <laughs> Basically, and so um, the next the, few, the next day, they, they, everything calms down, and her mom takes her through a walk of her old hood, and she tells her a story. Hey, yo, like you know, what I'm saying she wouldn't no fucking. Um, with no fucking fairy tale in this motherfucker. Hell, I was fighting to get in this motherfucker sometimes. I was 17 years old when I immigrated to fucking Miami. And you were privileged to have a better life than I am. I'm not telling you not to be with him. What I am telling you is don't root, uproot your life to be with him because you don't know what the fuck you're getting into. You know who you are. You are a model or negro. You need to understand that whether you with him or not, that shouldn't bring a barrier between not only me and you, but your business, who you are, your name is a brand. And Amada's still like, oh, well, I still want to be here with him. And I'm going, Amada, first off, you're a terrible actor. Um, Girl. Oh, Jesus. I was triggered. Oof. These lines that they be having Amada say, I just be like, can somebody else write for her? Or, or either that, y'all need to find somebody else because Amada's not a good actor at all. When y'all give her a script, it it sounds terrible. Um, but she's like, "Well, I just want to stay with him. I want to be with him." So then, fast forward to him, her and this nigga having this conversation on the balcony with this terrible wig on. Lord, and, yeah. and uh, she's like, "Hey, uh, you know, I." I really want to stay here with you, but you know what I'm saying? My mom, I need to make sure she's Gucci, da da da. And you're like, yeah, go ahead and go back to your, go ahead, go back to Miami with your mommy, because you're gonna follow what the fuck she's saying anyway. And she's like, no, not necessarily. I just need to make sure my mom good, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna come back. So then she do the dummy and ask this nigga for a ride to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> and that nigga showed his ass. He showed his true colors. <laughs> He ain't had to do it like that. He had to do it like that, but he did. He said, <laughs> he, he could have took him to the airport. He said, I mean, to be honest with you, you know what I'm saying, uh, with, with, with things being the way they I'm saying, I, I really like you. I really I can't wait for you to come back. I understand you. I respect your decision. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and ride into the sunset. Um, <laughs> holler at me when you get back. <laughs> and so he go, I'm gonna, I'll call you an Uber, though. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't making that truck, but I call you an Uber. Then he did one of the most player moves I've ever seen in my motherfucking entire life. This nigga said, she said, can I have a kiss? And so he kind of leaned over to her. He give her the 80%, right? So then she go for the other 20, and he hurry up and kiss her ass on the cheek and walk off on her. <laughs> what are your thoughts? All right. I'm, I mean, look, I'm with mommy on this one, though. I'm going to be honest. He wants you to uproot your whole life, and he's not willing to do the same. No. Now, I understand what Amada is saying, like, it would be easier for her to move or stay in the Dominican Republic because it's just her. But if he's not willing to do it, why should you? Like there's certain contingencies that come with a relationship that you just kind of gotta accept and and grow in that or not. And I don't think that he recognizes who she is. Nah, Amada was famous before loving hip hop. Nah, thank you. He knows who she is. 
and you know everything that comes with her being Amada La Negra. And to even suggest that she not? Uh-uh. Nope. I ain't with that helicopter but, boyfriend. But see, Amada like the niggas that, that, that the helicopter boyfriend. She like them niggas, though. Every nigga that she get with is the exact same. Suffocating. You ever notice that? Yeah. She don't know how, she don't she don't know the example of a good man for her. That motherfucker right there trying to take your glory. And baby, you gonna pay for that. Uh-huh. You, if you let that if you let that nigga convince you to move to fucking Dominican Republic, girl. Move all the way. Hmm. I gotta agree with you, Shay. I, I'm I'm with I'm with Mm. Bro. I don't know about that cause I don't know that's gonna work out in your favor. Girl. Not no, not no pandemic relationship. No, no. Mm-mm. Well, um, do you have any shout-outs in or out calls for that episode? If not, we can get on the RuPaul's Drag Race. Let's get right on. All right, so so RuPaul's Drag Race All Star Season Six Episode Eleven. The charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent monologues. Um, this week's maxi challenge: the the five remaining contestants um, had to basically do monologues on themselves and tell a story about themselves. So um, this week we had, uh, well, I had first on my list uh, Trinity, and it was the story about her being catfish and. She had on this beautiful pantsuit. Uh, Mama was sickening, honey. Um, and she told a story about, you know, how, you know, she had started talking to this to this person on Instagram. They had slid in her DM. She thought he was fine. And uh, huh, he, he what, ends up, what ends up happening, she gets to the, the cafe or whatever she was at and to meet him. In this, and she called the number and the, the voice the person t- that she turned around to was not the motherfucker in the pictures. And he was like, wait a minute, hold on. I just, I, I just, I had to do that because I wanted to get your attention. I wanted to meet up with you and tell you how you changed my life. And she said, "So how so?" And she was like, "The very first time, I, the day I was going to take my life, the guy says, um, I ended up watch, looking. I just so happened to turn on RuPaul's Drag Race. That was the first time I had ever watched it. I heard you say your story about how you were, um, you were positive, um, HIV positive, and um, the, your story was so inspiring. I wanted to be able to at least live to see you in person." And Trinity turns around and says, oh, no, 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 no. See, I didn't save your life. See, the, 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 RuPaul saved our lives. Because I, too, was there. And, you know, it was a really inspiring story. And it was very well delivered. And, you know, she threw a few jokes in there. I liked it. What are your thoughts? I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, Trinity, and look, I think this is probably the best we've seen it. As far as, like, an acting role. She's always just like a hair off the beat. Um, Kylie, me off the delivery. I, I liked it though. I really did enjoy it. I did. I really did enjoy it. I just it's just always it's, one, uh, one little notch off. Yeah, I don't know. Kylie did uh, the story about the first time she was in drag. So she had this. Um, gay Judy, you know what I'm saying, and he um, after she had gotten out of a military camp because that her mom put her in um, because she needed to toughen her up, 
you know, her good Judy, she get back and she her good Judy like, hey y'all, I'm finna I'm we finna go ahead and go to the gay club, honey. So they go and this is you know, they, they convince her to do drag and she gets up there and she 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 was feeling her judge, she was feeling her beat, honey. And you know, she she just felt comfortable. That's when she realized who she was. It was a really good inspiring story. Uh to me, what are your thoughts? I enjoyed her. Um I agreed with the judge's critique, like because she sat, you kind of had to like lean into her and it made it feel more like you were just talking with her and not like a show. Yeah. I agree. I really enjoyed her this week. She could. She could She could have easily won this week. And I think her runway was what set her back <clears throat> this week. Um Let's see, we had Ginger Mitch and the Ruby Slippers. So, Ginger's mom used to have these Ruby Slippers in her closet. And every time that her mom and dad would be away, she would go in the closet and get the slippers and dance and, you know, get, get in her judge. One day, um, her father, she lost track of time. Father comes home. He looks at her. He looks at him in the shoes and he goes, mm-mm-mm. So, then the next thing you know, you know, they're at the dinner. Everything's really awkward and shit. And you know, her mom gets up, walks away, and calls in that Joshua, and come comes in there, and you know, he's like, you got this box with these ruby red slippers, and it was really cute. It was super cute. He kind of showed, you know, his mama had his back, you know what I'm saying, before he knew what the fuck was kind of going on with him. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, he said it had a half-inch kitten heel chunk. I died. But I'm glad his mother was present. in that moment, because she could have reacted like that. She didn't. She just, okay, this is what it is. This is what's going to be. I'm, I'm going to support you. I think people should be allowed to live their lives however they choose. Mm-hmm. You want to be a one-eyed, four-horned, blind, purple people eater? Look, you be the best purple people eater there is out there. You hear me? Mm-hmm. I don't get I'm gonna uh, do me. And yeah, I, I don't do care. And if you feel like this is the way for you to be comfortable to be in your judge, God bless you in your ministry. I don't give a shit of what you do as long as it makes you happy and it, you know, doesn't affect you in a negative way. Because nothing you yeah. do is gonna affect me in a negative way. Be proud of who you are. And if you're not proud, then that affects me in a negative way. Is it how you feel about it? Whatever you do, you know, and then that's the kind of parent it seems like, you know. Ginger had, and that's awesome because we just heard the story about Kylie's bringing bringing back from this boot camp basically to toughen him up. Inspiring, awesome. My bad goals, even though I ain't having them kids. Fuck them kids, gang, gang, gang. Um, we had. I'm also obsessed with the Wizard of Oz, so I enjoyed that part of her. Her piece too. Yeah, well, she she white, so of course she had to do Wizard of Oz. You know, we niggas, we do the Wiz, but you ain't listen, same shit. Um, uh, I'm gonna be honest. I love the Wizard of Oz. I mean, oh, the original. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm always take the Wiz over the Wizard of Oz. Sorry, not sorry. Um, we had Raja, and it was the oh the the hilarious story about the day her son got away from her. If you're not well into drag queens the way we are, 
most of the men out there are tucking their uh, genitals in places um, so that they're not seen while when they're in the dress. The great part about the thing about drag is you are supposed to be seen and not known. The, the trick is the art of foolery. So they got to put that shit away. And that was just the story of hers coming out, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was hilarious. I, I, she said, "Don't touch with masking tape." I died. Masking tape, mama. You even tried? Well, I don't even know how you did that one, girl. <laughs> I don't even know how you did that one. Uh, I have no words because I don't have to do those things, but God bless you and your ministry, girl. <laughs> and then we had the day, uh, then we had Eureka. <laughs> that was the day she stood her pants on, on stage. And there's this lighthearted story about, uh, you know, she had gotten this gig and uh, they was paying mama $113. She had to go get that bag, honey, because back then, I mean, dollars was a motherfucking lot of money. Uh, and you could pay two bills back, that back in the day. Now you might be able to pay half of one. Just saying. So, um, you know, she went to go get the bag of coins, and they liked her, and they wanted to have her come back in. Well, the problem is that she had ate four of those gas station corn dogs before she got there. And and uh mama's uh got a little bit of that uh IBS and irritable mm-hmm. bowel syndrome ain't nothing to play with. You you eating four fucking um jalapeno dolls from the gas station, oh bitch, you gonna have a problem. And oh, exactly and she did. What <laughs> but you know, you know, the story uh ends up, you know, it happened. It was just a little toot on the floor, it wasn't like nothing too big, you know. And uh, she she tells them more of the story, which is, you know, hey, you need to watch the fuck you eat, man. You know, don't take life too seriously, for real. Anything can happen at any time. Just kind of roll with the punches. And what you do is how you do it. What are your thoughts? I love Eureka. I, I like her look. I, lo- I like the candor in which she just delivered it. It also felt just kind of like I was talking to the not stagey. I enjoyed it. I think she really kind of had a moment. These were some really good monologues. I don't know how they judged these because I would have been a fucking mess. For me, but... when we went into the runway, neck and neck. Neck and neck. Because that's what I'm about to get into now. I got Trendy's runway as this beautiful dress. It was purple. I remember that. And when she turned around, it just didn't quite fit. It was these huge safety pins. And, you know, the the, the sewing was unraveled. And she just had to wear this dress. Uh, This week's um, runway category was, oops, I did it again, fashionable fails. I'm sorry. I did it again. I made you believe in my I, I, yeah. <laughs> I will do it at karaoke Friday. I wanted to do it last Friday, but I was like, you know what? You're not. But I'm going to do it this Friday. It's going to. 
Vegas. I want to see Britney. Uh, Britney, go yo, you done got your daddy out your bag. Could you please come back to Vegas? I yeah, want to see Britney. And I don't want to see Derrick Berry as Britney. I want to see Britney. I do not. I don't even want Derrick Berry to be allowed to be in the building. Oh, I don't like Derrick Berry. Um, <laughs> it's a very funny uh, next thing I had was Kylie. She had the she was the messy eater complete with the corn hot dogs. So she don't basically like this wiener stand like get up when it was like splashed with like ketchup and mustard but it was like tailored onto it so you really, mm-hmm. really didn't get the effect of it but then she pulled this corn dog out of her crotch and ate it I said oh well, what are your thoughts I was impressed because she had on a very tiny skirt Oh yeah. but it then again she does know where to tuck all of it there well, technically, we don't know if she had a surgery. I'm saying she'll know where to tuck it. That's the that's thing. Because the, the, the corn dog came out fully intact. It was not squished. Nope. I don't know how she did that. And walked all the way down and around the stage. And then she pulled it out. And then she pulled out a whole nother fresh one when she got to the back. Uh-huh. Oh, the wonderful I was mind blown. But... It was a little too well done. Yeah. To be a fashion fail. Ginger uh, did the going to prom with all the mistakes and the okay, so she came out, she had the curls in the head. That's what that part they have. Then <laughs> it was a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> it was it was funny, it was campy, it was hundred percent on brand ginger men. Yes. Girl. It was just like I think that what they said in her in her uh, monologue was very true for her runway. It's just a little too practice. It feels like this is what it, 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 we know what's about to happen every time. Da 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 da, da. and it's, it happens the same way every time with Andrew Da 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 da. Uh. Roger had oh a dressing room opened up on her that that was fucking cute. I liked it. That was cute. That made me think that I that would that was what put Roger in the top for me. Yeah, her monologue was cute, but that one way yeah that that she had one moment of pause. But she brought it back together and she delivered a really good show. I enjoyed it. Was that runway? Oh, that was good. She could have won for me too. Yeah, she could have won with that runway for me. And then uh, Eureka was uh, Cinderella's long night out, which was Mama had shoes. Mama had throw up on uh, the front of her dress. Mama, uh, the, the the wig was improperly placed. The the, the, the dress was showing. The was turned showing. Oh no! It was a long night for sis, honey, and it showed, and it was remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> but 
this is what happens when you go out and drink until 7 a.m., ladies and gentlemen. This, this shit right here. You walk in looking disheveled, honey. <laughs> it was so tragic. And then I'd be wondering, like, how come don't nobody say nothing? But then I'd be like, well, I didn't say nothing to them, so I guess they didn't say nothing to me. <laughs> I went the, the walk of shame. The walk of shame is the walk of shame, honey. And there's no explaining that shit to you. You got to go through that. There's no that. way to not have that if you're coming in at 7 a.m. That means you went to the party, then the after party, and then the after party, after party, uh, I hop and somebody hop. I'm just saying. All before you went back home. <laughs> The win of this week's uh, challenge, uh, finally, if you could ever have a win at any given point, Eureka finally pulls off the win. And all I felt like it was deserved. I thought it was deserved. I ain't got no fucking complaints about it. That means all the rest of the queens are in the bottom. Uh, our good sis from the Midwest yeah, and reigning queen of season 12, RuPaul's Drag Race, Jada Essence Hall, look over there! Came and graced us for the Lipstick Assassin this week, and they did Good Golly Miss Molly by Little Richard. What are your thoughts? I actually I gave it to you, Rita. See, I gave it to Jada. And I thought Jada was good. The only reason why I gave it to Jada, and this is not to cut you cross, but I gave it to Jada because every time she flipped her head, that piece of hell just happened. The way Little Richards did back in the day, and I was like, I was so intrigued by it. I don't know if I was high or not. Why did you, you give it to Eureka? She was hilarious. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't blame Mama Ruth for voting this one a tie. I and, didn't either. Uh, I was like, good, yes, yes, good answer, yeah, good answer, <laughs> good answer. Uh, so Mama Ruth voted a, a tie. The queens, uh, Jada Essence Hall, um, had Trinity. Um, unfortunately, Eureka had Trinity, so Trinity came on day. Um, they go home this week. Next week, um, we'll find out who the winner is, even though I know who it is already. Um, I don't. I just want to watch it as soon as we get done recording. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad at it. At the end of the day, you know, I love Trinity. But Trinity just, I think there was a point in it where she kind of gave up on herself. And um, you can kind of see it week to week. I think that was that 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 one percent where it was a little bit off every time we saw her. And I, I understand uh, this idea that they had about voting on track. Okay, fine. But this is a competition. There's no way I'm not sending home Ginger Man or Kylie Sonic Love. Yeah, I would have sent her home. I said I was. I was, send, I was sending one of them home. I would probably pick Ginger Man. But after yeah. thinking about it, you should have said 
That's what I would have did. Yeah. But hey, it's a competition. It's a competition. It is what it is. They and they, they, this, they this competition and no 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 not like you. It's nothing personal. I just want to win. And I don't think I could beat you. It's actually a compliment. Yeah, a compliment without the crown. Oh well. Decisions that's had to be made. That's, that's, that's some shady shit, bitch. Hey, I just wanted it. before we get all the way out of there. I just wanted to shout out Mama Rue and her her, her romper this week and them stilettos, baby. Look, gorgeous. You know, Mama Rue. Listen, I, every season I see Mama Rue, I see the transition in drag too, because you kind of know what's going to happen. I remember the season where someone met wear four pants on the on the runway. And Mama Rue was astonished, right? But, like, now even she does it, and it's, like, so cool to see her kind of, you know, get into the zhuzh of what the girls are doing nowadays. Mama Rue back when it started is a very different Mama Rue now. And it shows, I stand for a good romper, honey. I always love a romper. It was good. It was clean. It was very Mama Rue. As Connie Mama had on her C-Fetos, honey. Listen, I can't take nothing from Mama Rue. Mama Rue is Mama Rue for a reason, honey. Yeah. <laughs> any 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 uh alt calls tap on the shoulders before we get out of here? No, we can get. All right. Well, uh, we'll be right back uh with Power Book Three, Raising Canaan, season one, episode seven. Stay in your lane. We'll be right back. I guess she's singing, y'all. All right, girls. We're back uh, with Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, Season 1, Episode 7. Stay in your lane. What a perfect episode title, first off. Because all of this shit equi- equal to staying in your fucking lane. Uh... So Kanan takes Rock and Davina out on the date and surprises Rock with Symphony. And Sy- Rock at first is like, nah, bro, I don't fuck with you like that. You know I don't fuck with you like that. He's like, wait a minute, hold on now. Okay, look. <laughs> Carl wanna be with you, girl. Like, stop. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I took that out. I'll make it When he got the singing stare smile. <laughs> you good. <laughs> It was so bad. It was so cute. It was so cute because he's cute. You know what I'm saying? It was so bad, though. It's so you and me. And me. First off, let's go back and talk about Hall and Oates for a second here, okay? These are white men. They just so happen to be the blue asshole of the 90s, right? And it's so it's such a good song. Sarah Smile is always a great song. You can always listen to it. They always play it on V103. Um, it's one of my favorite songs. He said, I know all the words. It's something I've never said to anybody before. B got to sing it and Rock was like, oh, hell no, nigga. <laughs> okay, I forgive you. I forgive you. Stop singing. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, you cute. Like, be lucky you cute. Rest on that. <laughs> <laughs> then they go on like this architectural authority. 
is. And, you know, like this is when she kind of gets to kind of see him in his element more, and he really, he's really talking about it to somebody else because they're with Davina and you know Kanan, and yeah, it was real cute. And so Kanan ended up leaving them, uh, rocking uh, in in uh, Symphony to take Davina home. So when they get home, the neighbor watching the baby, which let us know that the mama went to rehab. And we know Davina working for the Ops. Cause that's yeah, how that was the deal. That was the deal. So now we know Unique kept good on his word. Even though he was fucked up for doing that to that, that girl anyway. Crazy. That was fucked up. But we know she's the so anyway, drop off the crib. You know what I'm saying? He don't, she don't really want she don't really want him to come in the house because you know who knows what that situation is. I, oh, that was hard. What are your thoughts? I still think that's Davina baby. I don't know why. I just get the inkling that that's not like her mama's daughter. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that just know. always tickles in the back of my mind when I'm watching her with her sister. I'm not saying that you're incorrect. I want to see how this plays out. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense that that's her little sister. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I have uh, Katie takes on the game at the gas station and when supply is low, they whip up a bunch that takes people to heaven. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what happened was him and Uncle Marvin go into to business, right? At the gas station. And everything mm-hmm. is going good. They pushing the product, everything is working good. So then they get low on product and came to go to the what you call it or whatever. And he like to, to the stash house and he like, hey yo, they like, hey yo, we low or whatever, but my homie gave me such such such, such maybe we can cut it with that. And so he was like, Kane was like, Well, go ahead and do it. And he was like, nah, bro, I don't know if we should be doing this without Uncle Marvin. So Kanan, like, I'm the, I'm the reason why you're here. You know, he got to flex his, flex his muscles a little bit. Ooh, 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 ooh. my idea. Yeah, this is my motherfucking idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because of this batch, they give out some samples. And the next thing you know, Uncle Marvin go ride down on Kanan. And he, like, get in. This nigga can't get in a car good before Uncle Marvin pull off and take his ass to a crack house. Where there are several people in there dead. And he asked Kana, what the fuck was, what, 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 what you, 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 so you think you better at this than me? So, of course, Kana freaking out, and he like, what, what you gonna do, you gonna tell mom? And even the dude that's standing there with him is like, are you My dead? nigga. You gotta be kidding me. You, the last person you tell about this shit is Rock. Unless you wanna end up getting dead like these motherfuckers. Now nah, we cover this shit up. Burn the rest of that shit. And that's it. You don't tell Rocky at all. Came and cooked up a batch of crack so potent motherfuckers keel over within seconds of hitting the They didn't even get to experience the high. Before the heart attack got in the way. Which leads us to uh, uh yeah. Um 
so Juke finna take Nicole to her cotillion, right? Mm-hmm. See Juke. Just come on. As per usual, this episode is being brought to you by they just they, they won't sit down in the rain. They don't sit down in the snow. The damn they damn won't sit down, down any day or anywhere they go. They won't sit down here. They won't sit down there. They won't sit down anywhere. Even if you're braiding their hair. That's a good one. So, what ends up happening is Juke is at this Lord, she's at a Lord and Taylor somewhere in New York, in in Queens. And she's trying trying on all these dresses and it just ain't none of this shit working out. So, we finally see uh, she go to um, rise in Kana house because she's going to drop off you know what I'm saying? Her stuff that she got for the cotillion. So when she get there or whatever, that's when um Detective Howard gets there and he's finna talk to Kanan. But Kanan walking down the street with this vial of this vial of cocaine in his hand. So when Detective Howard pull up, he get the vial to Juke. Juke walk off, put it in a backpack. So Juke go meet up with Nicole or whatever. And they having this little cute little conversation that 16-year-olds uh-huh. have about what, what color is your dress and yada, 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 and all this old bullshit. You're my and, girlfriend. I keep coming your girlfriend for your first time, girlfriend. Hey, I'm my girlfriend. And all this old bullshit. So, um, and then she sees this there warm pretzels in the park, and so she was all like, oh my god, I love warm pretzels. And so, like, all right, well, you like, all right, well, check it. I'm going to give you this tape, you know what I'm saying? I want you to listen to it before, you know, and when you're getting ready to go to the continue or whatever, I'm going to get you a pretzel or whatever. So she go get the pretzel. So then, at the unbeknownst to Juke, Nicole wrote her a little letter or whatever and put it in her backpack. But when she went in her backpack, she saw the crack, the, the, the crack of violet, the violet crack, excuse me, in there. And um, she ended up taking it. So then when her mom come up there, she all dressed for the cotillion that night or whatever. And um she her mom get on her nerves and her mom come in there and say, Hey, you know, the guy that you're going with, you know, just make sure you use protection with him. And she's encouraging her to have sex with this motherfucker. Uh-huh. And um so which Nicole is like, how do you get pregnant having lesbian sex? I'm not quite sure where this is going. And then dad comes in there, because dad don't never know what the fuck is going on. Shout out to him, because he keeps his nose out of his fucking daughter business. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't worried about who she fucking. And... He's always like, I know you didn't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't tell him that. Cut me your ass Oh, uh, So, <laughs> dad is with it. <laughs> dad with the shit. He don't give a fuck. Mom, that's the, the the problem. So with this conversation just being had, you know what I'm saying? She locked the door or whatever, and then she listened to the tape that you gave her or whatever. And it's of Juke singing. She sounds so beautiful. And in this moment, she feel, she thinks about the bullshit that just happened with her mama, and it happened before with her mama. And then, and then she thinks about that vial in her backpack. 
Mama goes, gets it. And she debates on whether she's going to do it or not. She kind of goes back and forth, but then she finally ended up doing it. And she ended up getting dead. I was hoping she didn't get dead. I was hoping they, that like maybe she would like be around people and they could call 911 and they'll give you the, the, what is that stuff called? The Narcan right in the chest? Yeah. That shit they used on Pulp Fiction. But she locked her door. Mom can't They're going to have to break there. the door down to get to her. She, uh, was, she was dead before she hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, no, it wasn't nothing that could bring her back from that. Ain't nothing that would have brought her back from that. It was too strong. God bless her. Oh, boy. What are your thoughts on the whole thing so we can get to something a little bit more uplifting? Even though they were kind of boring for me this week, too, but uh, I, I I just wanna before we before we get fully at it, my shout out for this week was Uncle Lulu. I didn't say this part because I knew you were gonna say that it was your shout out because he is my shout out as well. Go ahead, sis. There's this moment where Unique pulls up on Lulu. Guess he bought him a sandwich or whatever. At the diner, which they know is off limits, so you can't pull up at the diner. Everybody know that. Mm-hmm. And he's basically propositioning Lulu to flip. Yes. And the way Lulu handled that Lulu says to him, he's like, because there's a part where Unique says, well, you know, I can understand you know what I'm saying? You don't want to flip because that's your sister. And Lulu says the most gangster shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. He said, I don't even that that's my sister. Is that I ain't trying to flip to no bitch ass nigga. <laughs> then he doubled down. And his pussy eating partner. <laughs> hey, but that was you. Look here. <laughs> I just want to say and my alpha call is also wrapped into this storyline. Okay. So there's this moment where the pussy partner was running for his life. Down the motherfucking street, bitch! And right when he should have got to a portion where we should have saw all he had in all his glory, y'all put this Thick ass block of fence, an unnatural looking fence to cover right where I usually never get to see the booty. It's terrible. <laughs> the way Lulu punked him in that motherfucking restaurant, I said, oh. He's like, that was you, nigger. <laughs> Bruh, just let it go. Because <laughs> I was you to eat that. Nick had to eat that. He had to eat that. <laughs> that was some good TV. Man. All of that. Like, Lou, you was a bad motherfucker. Yeah, man. That Lulu got balls and still. God damn. That motherfucker got balls and still. <laughs> The way he said, straight in his eyes, said, 
ain't had nothing to do with my sister. I just don't want to deal with no bitch ass nigga. What? Wait a minute. Or his pussy eating her. And he said, it was human. <laughs> that was almost as good as the shit. He's like, it's fucking. <laughs> oh, man. That's some good TV. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all have entertained me thoroughly. Okay, I can't wait to talk about three season two. I can't wait. This shit is interesting because season two has got to be when he meets Ghost. It has yeah. to be because there's no way we're going to meet Ghost in this season unless it's the last episode. I'm just curious to see how this all wraps up. Y- y'all have entertained me over there at Power Book for the past year and a half. For the past, God knows how many years dealing with power, power book two, power book three. I can't wait to see what else y'all come out with because this is great. <laughs> you know, Corey, keep four doing your thing be, over there. You know, power book four is supposed to be Tommy's story. I can't wait. I like they. I'm. I, they could do this forever for me. I know how these storylines end. They get dead or they get gone. But I still want to see the origin. It's like Marvel or something. That's a good nigga shit. Because five has got to be Tasha. <gasps> five has got to be Tasha. Yeah. That one makes sense. You got to wrap it up. And if you don't wrap it up with Tasha, it, it, all of them have to have their own story. Because we already know, we already know Pat, uh, uh, James St. Patrick. We got seasons of that shit. But if you gave us, if you if you given us this fuck ass, oh God, his son get on my oh God, Tariq. If you given us Tariq, which, to be honest with you, the Tariq has kind of turned the page for me, but ooh, he used to be terrible on power. If you give us Kanan and you give us Tommy, you gotta give us Tasha. Because of all of the backstory that she has, too. There's a lot of shit that she dealt with, with even being with Jane. Yep. I, I can't wait to see it. I'm watching all of it. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. But this one, by far, I like this one more than I like two, to be honest. Yeah, I do. Because Power Book Two was just a continuance of Power. So we already knew, and if you didn't watch Power, then you wouldn't be able to watch Power Book Two. Power Book Three, you can't watch Power with it either. But if you watch all of this and then go back and watch Power, there are some things that are gonna make sense. But you gotta finish Power Book Three. To watch all of power if you don't watch it in order. Just my little thing. Anything else before we get to these crazy ass felons? No. All right. Well, uh, this week we have a love as a lock up season three, episode 46. Love at second inmate. Question mark. This week's couples are Marcelino and Brittany. Brittany and Ray, Sean and Sarah, figured out what her name was, Amber and Puppy, and Christiana and John. 
What do you want first? Amber and Puffy Escalade. No, they aggravate me. Hmm. Amber's been out for two years, and even though she's not really talking to Puffy, she feels like she can't give up on her. She goes and visits Puffy's mom, uh, Aunt Kathy, at her house. And as Kathy sits, she doesn't hasn't heard from Puffy in a few weeks. She gave her mom her mom gave her uh, uh, sorry her mom gave Amber an address to make sure that the Puffy's okay. But she doesn't know how smart that is, even though she needs to see if Puffy's alive. Queen uh, is at uh, Amber's house when she gets in. She talks about what happened to Kathy's house, and so they both, you know, they decided they're gonna look up the address to kind of ride down on um, Puffy to see what's tea with her. But it kind of ends it ends at the part where, where she goes to knock on the door and the door opens and it kind of it ends on that. What are your thoughts? I I don't get it. Why do you care? You don't want to you don't want anything girl. to do with her. You coming to her rescue and not and still not wanting to be with her is just gonna make her spiral even more. You need to stay away. You need to stay Somebody away. Somebody else you. needs to come and check on Puppy. What is her name? I'm not going to keep calling her Puppy. Oh, and I wrote down her late name last season and I erased it. I don't know what the fuck it is in my nose, but I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to find it today. I'll figure it out for next time. Oh, I can't remember what that girl name is. It's something common, too. But look, I, I think you're right. I think that. Whatever Amber, Amber don't didn't want to be with her in the first place, but Amber needed somebody to parole to, and because it couldn't have been Vince, it had to be Puffy's mom. I do think that she has a really a, a good relationship with Miss Cat, um, Miss Cynthia. Uh, sorry, Miss Kathy, but I don't think it's the relationship that she think it is. You know what I'm saying? Just to be kind of riding down on to see how Puffy is. Like I don't really think it's that. So right. I, I just kind of feel like. You kind of using and manipulating the situation to get some some get the bag from WeTV, and if that's the case, then stay that. But there's really no reason for you to go searching for puppy because whatever puppy is doing is whatever puppy is doing. If she violated her parole, you being around her is a violation of yours. So what do we know? You're not doing that. All right, who you want next? Ah. Uh... Christiana and John. Christiana's apprehensive about being in a relationship, um, about their relationship, because, you know, the whole situation that happened with Tara last season, if you don't remember, um, Christiana ended up having to go back to jail because she broke one of the violations of her parole. She ended up, you know, snooting and tooting again. And uh-huh. um, when they sent her back, Miss um, Tammy, her mom, and her sister Tara were living with John. Well, the, the sister was trying to hit on them like heavy, heavy, and he was hitting on her. So he was flirting with her and stuff like that. But when the sister tried to kiss him or whatever, he was like, "No, nah, bro, like I got a wife," kind of thing. Well, when Christiana got out of jail, he really didn't tell her everything that happened, and it took for her sister Tara to really tell her, "Hey." I've been flirting with your nigga, your nigga been flirting with me. We kind of was finna kiss, but then he kind of snapped back to his sister, his sisters, and, you know what I'm saying, I don't really fuck with him like that no more, but the reason why I'm having this conversation is with, with you is because you ain't gotta put me out because she thought that, it was a, it's a whole thing. Go watch, go back and watch the damn thing. Hell. Her sister um, was wrong. 
And her sister was dead wrong. But in the aftermath of that, John and Christiana are trying to work it out. And um, he set up this like surprise photo shoot with them and they dress as Bonnie and Clyde and it's gone. And he reproposes to her, but I don't know how I felt about that. What do you feel? I, I don't think she with it. I, I don't feel like she with it. She's really like, by now, she didn't seen it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't she think saw she saw it on really... national television. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you ain't seen sister on this season, I tell you that. Mm-hmm. She go get the bag off her sister though both. Oh ooh, that was mm, I ain't, I didn't like that storyline this week. Um so we got Brittany Ray, Marcelina and Brittany, and Sean and Sarah. Brittany Ray. Uh, so Brittany and Ray go to visit his family, and he tells them that he got him a little job at a warehouse. Bam, 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 bam. Ray's yeah, bam. got a job. Ray has got a job at Ooh. her home. Okay. Um, he works for Amazon. I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> Your package ain't home. Oh. You're not a prime member home. Oh. <laughs> Don't you know how beautiful it is with pride? I'm gonna send this shit to the people at Amazon, honey. <laughs> Packages, two days is all the time. I lose all that. Ray got a job. Ray got a job. And his family is like, all right, cool. So when he gonna meet your mama? And she like, uh, no. And then Ray tries to explain to God bless him. He does his best, <laughs> but ooh, he he digs it worse and worse and worse for his her mother because he, oh, um. You know her mom. Uh, she don't want me to be good. You know she's very particular. And her was like, "Oh, she's particular, so you too good for her? She too good for you?" And it's like, "Oh shit!" And, and he kind of just, just keep digging his hole. So then, Brittany helps him out, takes the shovel, and digs the hole even further, and says, "What y'all think about this hundred and forty-six thousand dollars worth of restitution that we have? I want to get married within the next year, but I don't want to pay his debt. What y'all think?" And they and his family is my shout out for the week. Because oh, they all sat up and puffed them chest high. You wanted this dick? Hell yeah, you should help pay his motherfucking restitution. You knew what it was. You signed up for it. Which kind of puts me in the mindset of Mandy and Mendeecees. Not to cut back to loving hip hop, but this is the same situation. Yeah. The exact same situation. And if she watches reality TV and see how Yandy move, she would do the same thing if she decides that she wants to be with this nigga. Don't you take on his debt. Don't take on his debt, girl. Mm-mm. That's the I understand what they his said. own bills and his I, own debt. 
I understand what his family is saying because then, yeah, his restitution would be paid off quicker. But at what price? That's what you signed up for. That's what you signed up for. When you found that when that when that nigga face um Facebook messaged you from jail, you should have hung up. Mm-hmm. Instead, you decided to stay. Well, since you decided to stay, this he kind of cute. But Ray talk slow. Ray a little slow. And you was up here talking to this doofy motherfucker in jail, and that got you pussy white. And then you turn around and ask your his family, what what you girl, please. That was the dumbest thing you could have done. Of course they're gonna tell you, help them. Uh-huh, help them. To do. You want them, you're supposed to be holding them down, hold them down then. And she's just sitting there like, hmm. Sitting there with that fucking wig sitting on top of her goddamn head looking stupid. We're here now. Fuck it. I just want you to know, Brittany, you don't have no friends and nobody loves you. Because that is my altar caller this week. Brittany, you need to get better friends. Because let me tell you something. Back in the days when me and Dr. Shea used to wear wigs, because it did happen. We wore them. We ain't that out of the loop. And just because we got permanent wigs now does not necessarily mean that this shit can't get put under a wig too. But I promise you, my wig gonna lay way better than that synthetic bullshit that you wear week to week. You got two jobs. You love claiming that you got a house. You love claiming that you like taking care of your nigga. Well, at the end of the day, bitch, you need to take care of what the fuck that rug is on top of your head. Because I'm sick of looking at it. It is terrible. Your confessionals, thank God, look better than they did in the original season of life at the lockup. But God bless it. It's still bad. It's still bad. Get it together. Horrible. It's just bad now. Terrible. All right, who you want? Uh, uh, Sean and Sarah or Marcelino Cherry and Brittany? Marcelina, Cherry, and Brittany. Brittany goes to meet with Kate and uh, a tar- uh, Mr. Turner, who is a police officer. About this, about this bag that uh, shorted in the stole, right? And Brittany is in. She's a little bit apprehensive after she found out he's a popo hole. So they end up sitting down with him, and they say, you know, hey, you know. We ended up getting in the business with this guy. You know, his name is the only one on the bank account. But we raised over $80,000, put in this bank account, and now we can't find this motherfucker. And so he's like, all right, well, let me see the contract. Mm. They look at each other with their two long hands. And then he said, oh, so you don't have a written contract with, with a business that you mean you're going to be dealing with felons? Okay, that's smart. Did you talk about anything? Did you have a verbal contract of sorts? And they're like, yeah, we did. Yada, yada, yada. So that I will be with, uh, you need to have everybody, everybody that did a verbal contract, everybody needs to file the police report. And in that, that means that Brittany has to tell Marcelino what happened. Because they've invested over $8,000 in this business. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I, I was 
God, I feel bad for her. Because I can only imagine the talking to she about to get from my And Marcelino's like to talk to me. He about to hook God. Girl, I'm sorry. When I was when I grew up, I had it. I, I had a daddy, daddy. He was a disciplinarian, but he was also my father. Like I didn't take nothing that he did, you know. Like when he had to discipline me, because I did fuck shit. Everything that he disciplined me for, I promise you, it was fuck shit. But when my daddy used to give me whoopings, the talking to before the whooping was worse than the whooping. Marcelino strikes me as that kind of nigga. Yeah. While we talk about this, let me look up Marcelina date of birth because uh I need to know what sign that nigga is. Go ahead, sis. Just give me a few I minutes. don't know. I have never looked him up. I'm gonna look, look up. Brittany. You are you do not have to be a rocket scientist to know that if y'all put y'all money into an account with one person's name on it. That's day money. You should have made a business account for your organization. Why would y'all let somebody con you that good? I don't give a fuck what nobody say. His friend who introduced him to y'all, he in on it. So, Marcelino is uh, a cuss baby. His date of birth is June 24th. So, technically, he's a cancer. Because I think the cutoff for Gemini is like June 23rd. So, there's that. Yeah, you're about to get a long talking. You're going to get a long talking. <laughs> And it's going to be emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be heartfelt. Oh, yeah. He is going to be angry at some point. He is going he's going to make you feel like you are two inches tall. When I tell you, you are going to go through, go through all of the emotions of the seven dwarfs, honey. You are about to get all of this, okay? I'm sorry. And I'm sorry because all you because y'all are really right ultimately now. trying to do a good thing, and then yeah, this motherfucker. So I'm sorry that this ruined it. To you, but sometimes you have to learn hard lessons. You this can't one trust that you shouldn't have had to learn. My thing is, is that you can't trust every con because you're a con. Everybody ain't reformed like you are, Brittany. So like. And this right here was a lesson that you needed to learn. Can't trust everybody. I think that Marcelino is going to come down and the end result of this is going to be that for him. Oh, but he's going to put you through the ringer. (laughs) Brittany, you got some bullshit coming to you by way of Marcelino tears. Oh. Wait, TV, just make sure you're there. I want to see it. I want to see. All right, last but not least, so we can get on out of here because it's late for us. We got shit to do. Uh, we got Sean and Sarah. I found out what her name was this week. 
I'm doing, you know, better things. I'm trying to live my life, you know. Uh, Sarah is getting out of prison. He has successfully made his transition on to uh, Iowa. So the next inmate. You'll get the next inmate. You know, she come out and she's small and, you know, ask for a vodka smoothie early in the morning because she's going to be nervous. I don't know how to hear. Why you be picking? No. Uh, so, uh, she um, she gets in the car and you know she's lubby dubby and tiny and all this whole other stuff. She trying to ignore the fact that this nigga is not the age that he told her. Uh, but I digress. She need a ride. Um, so they're in the car and she trying to lubby dubby my mama, but the vodka's helping her out. And uh, she it cuts to her being a confessional, and she says, yeah. uh, "Well, she was on the phone with her mom, and he says, put her on speakerphone.' And she's like, nah, bro.' Uh, <laughs> and uh, it cuts the confessional, and she says, "Yeah, here's something I haven't told him." Your thoughts? Of course not. Of course, there's something you have. Why would you? Why? Why they wouldn't be a show if you had told them. Why would you? My thing is this one. This one's okay looking. She's cute. She is cute. She ain't no Britney, that's for sure. Thank God. Why do you want him? No, not Britney. Destiny. Why do y'all want him? He looks like a chipmunk. Ugh. I don't He's want no I don't want no nigga that's gonna be running up behind me. I I I I I, I look. Mm-mm. He running up behind you and you was in prison, bitch. What you think gonna happen when you get out? Hmm. Wrong girl. Just. Win two times if you need help. <laughs> oh, we bitch, gonna send some help, help for you. You need to know that you need help, so start blinking, bitch. Because this motherfucker is strange. He's very strange. And if you think that for one moment this motherfucker is gonna stop being strange because of you, you got a whole other thing for I'm coming, baby. It's just gonna I wouldn't be, be surprised if they found the bodies in the basement. Like, ugh. I look at Shauna, the very first thing I think of is, you know, uh, when uh, on, on Jaws, right? When the sharks finna come up on them, and oh, it's the same exact um, music that they play when Debo ride down the street and smoke. Every time I see him, I think of that. That motherfucker's delusional. He's unstable. And get away from him as fast as you possibly can, okay? You know, Debo, he got took out by the punk-ass Rollins. I was sad about him. Yeah. Punk-ass Rollins been taking a lot of people out, bro. It's terrible. I just need for everybody to be safe out here. Because uh, the, the Rona is, is still a thing. Y'all need to know that. And now, Auntie Lady done told y'all to put y'all masks back on because y'all don't believe that this is a thing, but I digress. 
We have any other shout outs on all the calls before we get out of here? I did. All right. I didn't do a lot this week. I did do that. Uh-huh. Mm. I do have an altar call. Okay. If some things are just unforgivable, then eyebrows on Christiana and confession was fucking me. They were not symmetrical. It looked like she had one of them like eyebrow stamps and then she forgot to flip the stamp. So it looked like they are, uh, 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 you know, the quotation marks. And they don't look like it fucked with me the whole episode. And when she would raise her eyebrow and the one would go up and like it was almost making a heart that the, the hooks were so bad. I I hate it. I, I hate it. it I was trying like, to give her the benefit it, of the doubt because well, maybe she just forgot to flip the little eyebrow stamp the right way on the other side so that they would look like two eyebrows and not apostrophes. So her right, her left looked like a full comma, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a full comma, and you know everything was like put in where it was supposed to be put in, right? And the left, her right, looked like maybe she ran out of the paint, maybe maybe she she wiped her eyebrow wrong. I mean, I don't really know how you would do that because you very really cut your eyebrows. Look like she was um, trying to smell what the rock is cooking. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> It fucked with me the whole episode. I hate the eyebrows. <laughs> Can you smell? <laughs> I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. What's the name of that song? It's <laughs> What what is the name of the episode again? Hold on, I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Say it again. What's the name of that song? Oh God! Smell what the rock is cooking. Oh shit! But if the problem is, is that the eyebrow that she was raising was incomplete. <clears throat> but it's, it it was it looked like the eyebrow. But it was so incomplete. It, it was already offset. Okay, that was another problem about the eyebrows that I didn't understand. Because because the right one was off, it didn't sit in the middle the way the other one did. Wait, you said offset. Hey, we forgot to say the Cardi had a baby. Oh, shit, they did have a baby. Sorry, church announcement. It's a boy. Oh, God. That's all I got. I didn't get the baby name. You ain't gonna get it. Well, let's go ahead and get out of here. Let's get out of here. Go ahead and drop your shit, sis. We ain't got nothing else for y'all. We don't. We ain't got nothing else. We tired. I don't know. I don't, we, I'm tired. I ain't had a moment yet. I've been up since six. You climb my tired ass and all of my tired. 
on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and Schmuel at uh, Dr. Shady. I'm working on it. I got two more papers to see, and then I'll be done with this quarter. I ain't got shit to do. I ain't that important. Um, I should be moving soon, but that's about it. But you can find me, Trash Can Pam, um, streaming, uh, uh, sorry, on all social media platforms um, where you stalk your next ex-boyfriend at Trash Can Pam. You can find both of us on the Instagram Instagram uh, reality page, Real I-T-E-A, the pod. Um, you can find us on, um, you can find us on Facebook at Reality the Pod. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, um, shout outs, or all across the top of my shoulders, you can email those to us at real I T E A D A P O D at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's it. We're really high. So, this is another episode of Reality the Podcast. We'll see. Hey. Bitch, I you better be talking the talking Wait, I had a monologue, right? I forgot all about it. It was funny too. Maybe if I remember next week. Uh, oh, ow! You know what I'm supposed to do? It. The tone, the tone, the tone, the tone, the tone. Goodbye, y'all. I, I'm over. Goodbye, y'all. I'm not doing this.